Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Luke and Kathleen, and today we're going to be talking episode four of the Hulu original series, A Murder at the End of the World. Today's episode is entitled Family Secrets, and if you're still here four episodes deep, then you know the drill. We are Bingetown TV. If you like what you hear for the next eh, 45 minutes or so, go on over to BingetownTV.com. No matter what feed you found us on, go on over to the Bingetown TV feed. There you can browse our entire catalog of backdated shows. What have we been covering, you might ask? Well, we just wrapped up House of Usher, Gen V over on Amazon Prime. We are currently doing Invincible. That's probably nearing the end if it's not already over. Attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, we got it all, and you can find it on BingetownTV.com. Get on over there. Yeah, let's get into this episode because I sent you guys a text. I pretty immediately decided this was my favorite episode so far of the season. I think the pace has picked up, which was needed. I feel like we're getting less of the the setup and we're really getting into the action here, which was good. And we also got a nice highlight of this Sean character, who I think we're going to have a lot of good conversations about her. Yeah, so I have a lot to say about this episode, but I agree with you right off the bat that this was my favorite of the series so far. I still am going to heavily describe this show as a slow burn through the halfway point to the point where like again i'm still in that mindset where this is the oa writers this is how they operate and i'm ex and my expectations for the end and how good this show is going to be still haven't changed at all but i am still like realizing like this is how season one of of the oa was like halfway through i still was like where are we going this seems a little bit like I don't want to say cookie cutter, but you start seeing the pieces as we're making our way through the second half of the season. And we're seeing that, especially with the little bit of a mic drop moment at the end of this episode. I I do want a little bit more genre bending, as we were saying right before this podcast, B-Toms. And I think we're going to get there. It seems like Zoomer is potentially going to be the key to some crazy twists that we get in the back half of the season. But so far, so good. Still have absolutely no idea who the killer is, but I will put it out there now i think sean's in the clear unless she's crazy enough to hack herself and then orchestrate that that you know throat opening that what was it called trek neck come on tell Tracheotomy. me tracheotomy yes yeah. i don't think she's crazy, crazy enough to orchestrate too. that yeah yeah i could have i could have laid that up for <laughs> you but i i don't know i think she's safe now and that's weird because i was really pinning her down as one of my prime suspects but i think she's off the board for the time being Wow, I have so much to say. So I liked this episode a lot. At the top, two quick things. One, I just Googled it. I meant to do this yesterday when I watched. I kept getting Yellow Jackets vibes for the score. And I just Googled if they're the same people. They are not. But I really was getting Yellow Jackets vibes because they were adding like these like women's voices, kind of like eerie oh, yeah. tones. And it was giving Yellow Jackets too. I really visually, cinematically, I really liked a lot of the shots. In this episode, the like they're basically Sean and Darby being two black ants in this like sea of white was really cool to see throughout the entire episode. So I really like that. But I will say that I don't know how they could have done it differently because I'm I realized that Darby needed that mic drop moment at the end. But man, did they beat us over the head with it? They beat us over the head with it in this episode. Yeah. One being, you know, I I talked about the sneeze on the last episode. Mm -hmm. I said, why the hell did Zoomer sneeze? That felt like an acted sneeze because it was. It was written in the script. Um, so then 
the sneezing in this episode almost confirmed it. Then he says, the, I'm going to have one kid with someone I banged mm-hmm. once. And then he sne- and he just it felt like I was getting just like clobbered over the head with that fact when, you know, Brian had already called it without any of that stuff. So I, I understand that Darby needed the the eye opening moment, but I was just wondering if they could have done that differently than they like more did. subtly is what you would hope. Yeah. For. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about that moment? I was thinking that the whole time, honestly, yeah. the quote in the flashback where he said, yeah, my mom saw a psychic and she said, you're going to have one kid with a chick you only sleep with once. I'm like, OK, that's weird to bring up. It's it's so weird that I'm almost thinking it's intentional that like. This isn't supposed to be the big reveal. They don't care if us, the audience, finds it out and it's not satisfactory because the real reveal and the interesting stuff is still yet to come. But I completely agree. They were beating us over the head with it, like you said. And Mm -hmm. my biggest gripe, I think, of the entire series is how are all these people able to sneak back and forth from the hotel for miles undetected by security? What kind of security is going on here? And it seems like the kind of security that should be aware of people doing that. So is Andy privy to literally everything that's going on and it's kind of part of his grand scheme so yes i think so and this is the type of situation where you think maybe sean's good right she got hurt she survived but it's like almost every horror movie you've ever seen if the killer the killer gets hurt in the middle of the movie so you write them off you're like oh man they they didn't they got attacked by the other killer or whatever so that can't be them it's like Sean didn't die. So it's almost like, okay, well, I mean, the tracheotomy was pretty damn close. And I wouldn't want someone slitting my throat for funsies to prove my fake innocence anyway. But in general, I think that I'm not fully writing off Sean, but I do think that Andy is privy to what's going on at all. Or at least somebody is like i have big suspicions of todd in general todd the security guy so if it is todd he's just privy and like he's fine with it because he knows where everyone is like Mm -hmm. it did you guys catch that when they're in the morgue there's a body there's somebody in the back in the window watching them like someone's aware of all times yeah there's like a shade a shaded figure in the beginning when they walk in and they're checking out Rohan and then it's gone when she's using the flasher the red flasher thing so someone is always watching them it's absolutely like they're just pawns at this point Darby specifically I'm still kind of in the mindset where Andy seems too obvious where I am almost rooting for it to be Lee at this point because that would be like a more fun reveal to the point where like this whole thing is orchestrated to normalize the fact that zoomer is andy's kid and she's pulling all of the strings to get everybody here for a specific purpose i'll kind of expand upon that as we go throughout the episode but another theory that i super tinfoily and i only really started thinking about this through my second watch through is i don't think sean is the hacker or the one that's like causing all of these issues for and murders but there's a chance I think that Sean might be in love with Andy and there's some sort of the way and I'll bring up the more specifics in the second half of this podcast when we're talking about their conversation in the car. But it almost seems like she's asking and and probing Darby for information so she can help protect Andy. So I'm getting mistress vibes potentially uh, super tinfoily, not a lot to go off of, but I, that's what I got from the second watch. So that and then, yeah, the Zoomer thing, it's. 
like you're saying, Kathleen, it seemed a little too obvious to the point where I'm still I'm still stuck in like Westworld. Like, is Bill his mind like put into Zoomer's body, and that's why he has the same genetic issues that Bill does? Something crazy like that. Because how does this connect to all of the the AI ants and and we didn't even see Ray in this episode? I don't think so. There's just so many moving parts that I I can't see the webs yet. But I'm thinking it's Zoomer's going to be like a pivotal piece of that. What if? And I've seen a, a, so I saw a tinge of this Zoomer thing online, like a, like a theory, but I've expanded it. So I saw something being like, if Bill, it really is Zoomer's dad. And maybe Andy, Andy does not know that. Right. And Zoomer mm-hmm. is sick. Maybe Lee knowing that like brought, brought Bill to this place, killed him because they need organs or something like they need an organ. They need a a bone marrow. They need like certain things. So what I saw online was, you know, the oxygen tanks that were there Mm -hmm. beginning of the series, Brian, they were absolutely there. If Zoomer is sick and he needs something like, what if that's what if that's why Bill was like invited to this retreat or whatever. But I took it a step further and said, okay, what if, Lee killed him that reason. Like maybe Bill said no or something like that. And then do Lee knows that Zoomer is Bill's. Yes. We think that is a fact. I would say yes. I think so because she lied to Darby about him not staying hard. Like that seemed like what was Mm -hmm. the purpose of that except to eliminate any chance of this being a thing. So that's true. I feel like a lot of these conversations are going to come up again as we go mm-hmm. through the yeah. episode. So shall we? Yeah. Yes, Todd, we do it. get everybody underground. That's mm-hmm. where we start. Everybody's going into this concrete clad. It's a, it's a panic room. It's a safety room is what it is. And rich people do not like being told what to do and barked around, ordered by Todd and freaking Eva. Um, so this is kind of everybody getting a chance to take a beat and be like, what the hell is going on? What do we think is going on? And it's uh, it's the director who actually says, I want to hear what Darby thinks. Mm-hmm. And Darby kind of agrees with what the status quo story is. I think it's a heart attack, but more than that, I think it's heart failure. And I think his pacemaker was hacked. So I think we are still dealing with the same hacker killer. I think I mentioned that as a possibility, but just didn't lean too into it last podcast but it does make sense and it also makes more sense that you need like some special equipment to do it not anybody could just jump around and start hacking into into pacemakers like that but this was this was we saw this had come from a mile away right like we knew the pacemaker was going to be the excuse they confirm it like the house Mm -hmm. emt confirms it nobody's buying this shit darby knows some stuff's messed up but what i want to bring attention to and kathleen you were kind of hinting at it earlier was todd giving you like weird sketchy vibes Ava is the same thing, right? Like whatever it is that he's in on, oh, yeah. if they're married, they're in on it together. And they they had a couple of weird cinematography shots of like their reaction to things and how yes. they were saying things. So just keep an eye on her. But I didn't take anything else from this scene except like the obvious. And don't get me started on Norman because he's <laughs> right in with those. Two. Oh, he is. He's the oh, worst yeah. now. He's an enemy uh, now after that. <laughs> Yeah. So a couple things are also established. Police obviously can't make it because, of course, there's a superstorm rolling in. It wouldn't be a whodunit if there wasn't a reason why the authorities couldn't come here. Mm-hmm. Um, Norman is withholding information again. She specifically says, hey, Norman, can you confirm that Heartfront was calling with an urgent call? And he's like, "Nah, I'm not doing that. Doesn't let Darby see the body. So obviously just more of their keeping information from her. 
Um, and Andy is trying to sort this all out from a secure location. So he has removed himself from the other guests, whether that is for his own shame or because they are trying to protect him from whoever the killer is, is up to us to decide. Mm-hmm. How about if I'm Zoomer and Lee, I'm like, seriously, he's at a secure location and I'm down here with these bozos. <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I not with my husband somewhere? Yeah, I, I liked this. And Luke as well as me, thought that this episode was going to be a bunker episode where a lot of conversations with people we haven't seen before, diving into the other characters, suspicion, intrigue. Like, that's what Mm -hmm. we thought this episode was going to be. And damn, did they get out of that bunker so fast? I mean, it was like four minutes down in the bunker. We get some good information. But before Todd is like, all right, chill, y'all. Like, you're good. But my only other comment is, like, David's freaking the fuck out about being down there. Um, I loved the comment from Norman. His name is Mar- Marius, right? Marius? Marius? Marius yeah. Just for anyone who maybe didn't tune into our one and two coverage, we called him Norman the Doorman um, because, you know, exactly what it sounds like. But when he was like, this isn't Lord of the fucking Flies, I was like, I gotta yeah. like, I gotta like yeah. that from Norman. Some sass. Um, I mean, but yeah, it doesn't seem like the staff are bad people. They're hired to do a job and they're professionals, I think. Yep. So I don't think they are cynical towards the guests, but I wanted to pose this question. This is one of the only scenes where we kind of have all of our suspects in the same room. We don't really see a lot of really anybody except for Sean. The rest of this episode, were you picking up on a vibe from any of kind of the other guests in this one? Um, I guess. Lumet, Oliver, David, you already said was being the same David. I'm starting to put Oliver on my suspicions. Okay. That makes sense because he did all of the those crazy big electronic bugs. Yeah. And maybe that's too obvious because he would be the most gifted hacker. But I think whatever's going on has something to do with AI. And I think he would be the person to do it. Best suited. Well, here, here's the thing about too obvious is we've been throwing around the red herring and like it's clearly they're pointing us towards this to the point where there's everybody yeah, actually almost has like a is yeah like what is not a red herring here um, because with only three episodes left and this episode was nearly entirely dedicated to in the present time at least Sean we're not going to have a t- time to explore David Lume. Martin, like we're not going to have time to flush them all out. So I'm thinking we're getting another quick death next episode. But I like, like Kathleen said, like I wanted the bunker episode a little bit just so we can start getting a better idea. Because let's be honest, like, is it even guessable who the killer is now besides total conjecture of just TV watchers? Like, I think it's that guy. Like, we haven't really been given much. And maybe I'll be wrong when we look back on the season in hindsight. And it will have been more obvious, but I really don't think they're giving us anything to go off of for some of these side characters for us to even like realistically consider them as a, as an option here. And this was a perfect scene to do it and they skipped it. So I don't know. Like, I don't, I just, who, who else, like, is how are we going to get some more information on these guys? Does, Cause right now just, I don't know. Does that detract for you? Your tone is suggesting. Yeah. It's not detracting from me, but it's just like we spend so much time trying to guess who who the killer is when we could just be it could just be Andy. And this is all just some random, you know, boy, yeah. and it's, the, it's fun to go through the motions. But like, what do we know about Martin Lume and then Zeba? Like, what do we know at all? Yeah, you know what I mean, I think I think that's a good 
question, Luke, and I agree. And I think we didn't get much information here. What we get is other characters talking about what they know. So Sean said, Lume is suspicious because of this. She, uh, David is, it would kill Lee because of this. You know what I mean? Like we got certain information from Sean. Darby is a complete outsider. So mm-hmm. she's almost just like listening to the gossip train, right? She's like, what can I get out yeah. of these people? Because she's not really spending time with the people themselves. Um, so yeah, I agree with that. We just it's it's only what they've given us. I don't think there's much to glean from just paying attention to small little moments in the two minutes we were in the bunker with them. But I agree with I you. I agree. Like it, it's fun. It's crazy. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, it is. It's crazy that there's this many characters and we like they're not getting fleshed out. Like some of them mm-hmm. are just straight up not getting fleshed out, but that's okay. I'm glad Sean got the episode this episode because it, it was it was a good episode and and I liked it. But um, not to take us. Are we ready to go forward a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they come up and Todd's walking them back to their rooms. They have to stay in their rooms. They have to give up all their electronics. I'm like, Todd is so sketchy. You're giving him all of your belongings. That sucks. To clarify something. Darby says, oh, I don't have my ring because they took it last episode. Last episode's coverage I had talked about. Andy said that Bill's heart rate spiked because of the morphine he took. Normally, they would be able to tell the heart rate because of the ring. And I said, doesn't he not wear the ring? It was true. I kept it in the episode because he puts it in his pocket. So, I mean, we don't really need to know that it's fault that that he didn't shoot himself up. But Andy is aware of something, right? That means mm-hmm. that Andy knows that something is amiss here, at least. That's the that's at least baseline. He knows he was murdered, whether he he's involved with it or just knows about it and trying to keep it under wraps confirmed. That was a great what? observation because I thank you for bringing that up because that's true. And, and it does keep Andy under the microscope again. But red herring or who knows? I don't know. Yeah. So, Brian, take us through Sean knocking up for uh for darby yeah so the next scene after she's in the room she kind of has a weird moment where she's just like what the hell do i do and then sean knocks on the door and i think kathleen you said you're not totally ready to cross sean's name off the list and i agree but i did feel all of their conversations sean and darby she was being genuine i think this apology was 100 percent um which is why I am inclined to say I don't think Sean is on the list anymore for me. Yeah, not too much here, but I did love Darby's little VI or Emacs yep. thing to test mm-hmm. if she was a hacker. And if Darby has crossed her off the list, that makes me cross her off the list. But I mean, OK, so you think her hacking the car was just like a baby hack because she's a space woman like she can. She has at least a baseline knowledge, but she doesn't have the hacking knowledge to to pull off this big job. Is that what you're basically saying? I would say yes. And she also okay. dropped the verbiage uh, transportation system. So she sure. was. Yeah. 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 Uh, so this is like kind of the moment when they do go to check out Rohan's body or at least decide to. And I'm going to like lump these scenes together because there's something I want to bring up that I've been bringing up. They go and do the whole search for Rohan's body. She gets a, she gets the information she needs before they go to like she gets the, the signaler before they go get on the radiation suits and decide to leave. This is what I brought up, I think, last podcast for the first time. I just think Darby... Maybe it was actually after our first original podcast. She gives up all of her cards right away to everybody. She just fully trusts whoever is in the room with her. 
it's definitely the thing that is taking me out of the idea that show don't tell in terms of how good she is as like a sleuth like expert or whatever it seems like i don't know man she does a lot of things that it seems like this is the only way they can tell the audience in the form of a show and i'm just like eh, it doesn't really fit with her to she's supposed to be this expert sherlock and she just whoever knocks on her door and kind of smiles at her she just drops all the information she has on her that's something that's been really bothering me um it might work out because who she did it with originally was lee and then sean like it's fine because they're probably not the killers they could be but either way it's just something i noticed and alki and dave noticed as well when we were when we were watching and it seems like you guys agree with me as well like was it really necessary for her to just divulge everything she's learned to sean like that no 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 yeah okay cool i just wanted to make sure that i'm not being too critical of darby because she has some skills here right like she's very useful and she's observant and she has all of her knowledge i'm not trying to take away from her but in that Mm -hmm. one area of like the social detectiveness i think she's bad at it i couldn't agree more i will say to play devil's advocate sean Mm -hmm. has information that she needs to continue this case so it could be like gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet sure I'll give her some information so she in turn gives me some. No, okay, um, I'm fine with that. It needs to, those yeah. conversations need to happen for us. Yeah. Little quid I want pro this quo. writing to be good and I want it all to come together, so yeah. I am trying to plug every hole that I find and there have been quite a few if I'm being dead honest. No, dude, we're on the same page, man. The yeah. OA is special to us and there's a reason that we have this level of excitement and passion for this show and it's only four episodes in. It's because we know the, the potential ceiling for how good this show can be because of the writers that are taking care of it. Yeah. yeah. So Superstorm is rolling in. We got three hours to do this thing after they're in the morgue. They go to get the climate suits, which is actually a really cool concept. I did like mm-hmm. that element to this, that they just said climate suits. We can do anything. That's cool. They get the snowmobile this time. No walking for Darby. And they kind of just on the journey, sus- excuse me, have a conversation about all the sub suspects and who they are suspicious of so far Mm -hmm. lou may we find out is kind of like a direct competitor to ronson industries in terms of what they do what they make um and artificial insanity which was bill's art exhibit was like a direct attack on whatever she's doing with her you know ai cities in china whatever Mm -hmm. so lou may's on the board lee stole andy's focus from david was that as a business partner or as a romantic partner you could take it either way i thought the same thing Brian. kathleen which way are you taking it so i so when he <laughs> first okay when she first said it all she said was stole andy's focus from david and i was like slay let's go and then she was like yeah I, it, the next lines made it sound like more businessy but i'm still Brian, I'm on the same page as you. It could go either way. I'm not like leaning. It's obviously business, maybe, but I think the romantic, the romantic stuff isn't off. It's wild, business, maybe. Wild that you didn't even that Rohan's thing when he uses the word love multiple times didn't even cross your mind. But this is where we're reading between the lines. It did cross it. It crossed it, and then I I crossed it the other way. That's fine. I don't think any of these guys are in love with each other. It's just. It's a possibility and potential motivation. So it's worth discussing, of course. And that would kind of, you know, kind of explain why David's like a little bit of a prissy guy the whole time, you know? <laughs> I don't even know how to describe him without <laughs> Like, what is he, we got nothing for this guy either. Besides, he's like an investment or a venture capitalist, I think. Yeah. He's an angry, rich queen. Is queen yeah. 
queen's acceptable, right? I love it. I'm gay. And oh, there you go. I'm not oh, a gay that's man. That's all I'm asking you. You're the, I'm, I'm not, not a gay, gay man. man, but I'm a gay woman. Uh, I think queen is acceptable because you're saying it with love. So it's fine. Yeah. Not to David. I hate that guy. He's angry <laughs> and he's a queen. That's fine. <laughs> I respect his ability to do so. Spoiled like a queen? I don't know. Yeah. Just trying to help you out. Oh, Vandy no, used to be his man. I think Queen I just, is better than Prissy. What does Prissy even mean? I just fucking said it. Prissy is like, you know, I don't, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> okay, Regina George-ish. Okay, yeah, I guess yeah. I kind of like that. spoiled. I'm better than you, but in a yeah. two shoes way. It's not mm-hmm. a good thing. No, no, I meant Queen positively, not. and that's all I'm gonna say. They get to <laughs> Rohan's spot. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He also emphasizes when Lee got pregnant, all he cared about was family. Zoomer is Andy's life now. So Zoomer is just very important. Anyway, they get to the spot. Darby does SOS and Sean drops a ton of bricks. Yeah, my dad gassed himself when we were young. Uh, Really sad, actually. And I don't know if she's sharing that information to try and gain Darby's trust to try and lead her off the trail. It seemed... Like a big drop. The car scene later raised a lot of red flags for Sean. And I think if it is like a way for her to just lower her guard by her trying to connect with her through these kind of conversations, it pays off in the car scene because I have questions if it was like sloppily done or purposefully done to the point where I had no idea why Sean was doing the things she was doing, like speeding up for the black ice and all that stuff. Like, is she doing what Brian's saying? Like she's trying to disarm here, disarm her here. That kind of flows with my theory about she's potentially trying to look out for andy on his behalf as potentially a mistress or something like that and it all kind of can work but is it back to just trying to plug these weird interactions to make it make sense or is there really some merit here all i'm gonna say is if they had planned to kind of fake kill someone who was actually in on it Sean would be the choice. She's a badass she's a doctor so she true she would take that bullet if anybody had to don't think it's the case, but it would it would be believable. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to jump the gun. We'll talk about the helmets more, but we yeah, might as well okay, yeah. quickly talk about, you know, they're they're searching everywhere. They're beating the storm. They find the ropes going into the water. Uh, it's the barrel that says last chance, which is the name of Rohan's boat. It's Zodiac, which is an inflatable boat. So I, I'm, did, what did you get from this? Just that that was the escape plan. And then since Rohan didn't check in the, the boat, like vamos. Well, I'll tell you what I got was a new word in my vocabulary. I did not know a Zodiac <laughs> was an inflatable boat. Um, Me neither. No, I can't even. I've been trying to think of who could be on that boat that we know and care about. And there's no other characters that we know. We have no information about whoever is working with Bill and Rohan. And that is coming ashore. Agreed. I don't think that's going to. Yeah, that's not going to be a reveal like, oh, my God, they were out there the whole time. There's not enough world building or characters for that to really be an option. But they did talk about within this scene or two. I brought it up how that how you took the message of one down still a go. They kind of clarified it here. And I was they comp- did. Yeah. I, I brought it up. I'm. I took it how Sean took it, right? Like one of our soldiers on the inside is dead. We're still going mm-hmm. through with the plan. So it, I don't think it's as important as who specifically is out in the boat more that it was this grand conspiracy plan because we know that Rohan's been missing since, what did they say? Like 2000, like 
it was like the early 2000s he's been like off the grid right and yeah. like this yeah. was his boat this is one of the, so maybe he spent his whole life and he kind of hinted at this with last episode saying how him and bill had a really good plan like there's this there's going to be something that's going to be anti whatever andy is and maybe andy turns out to be the good cause and they're the bad cause who really knows probably not but whatever it is this seemed i don't think like the boat's just gone i think it's just because rohan signaled back plan still a go i think they're still out there and we're gonna come into contact it's it wasn't just information that rohan had a contact out there i think there's going to be some future connection into what the hell's happening with that boat and who's on it yeah so when they're on the way back and they're having this conversation their snowmobile dies and this is when they find the car so what i wanted to just talk about is Luke, you said there was a lot of weird moments in the car mm-hmm. or just like specific moments, right? Like yeah. they were lingering on those helmets for the longest yeah. time. Like what's going on with these helmets? But they also made choices with like, there was no music. When they're fumbling around for the key, I was like, what's going to happen? S- someone's just going to jump out and scare me like the mask again. Uh, so it was very interesting choices directorially wise. <laughs> and um, so I... Do you think that the helmet was supposed to be for Darby, like the helmet hack, and they swapped? Is that what you think? Because that's what I deemed. So that was my initial thought. Yeah, that's that is what you deemed. Um, <laughs> that that was my initial thought. I thought it was like an accidental switching, and then when the car crashed, the helmets got switched. But I don't think it mattered who wore what helmet. I think it was more about when they got back within the vicinity of something of like a network, it could get hacked. Meaning. They could the the helmets because they were taking them on and off while they were out there. The hack didn't come in yeah. until they hit the compound again, so that didn't matter until they got back. So I don't think it mattered, but I I noticed it in the same way because they did linger on them in the back seat for like a weird second. Like Dave said something out loud, like what the, I don't know, I don't know what that was. But that whole scene was weird. Like the dialogue, it Sean like her actions weren't matching her her tone and like the the content of the conversation she was having with darby because she was trying to get information and then she's like oh i'm speeding up like i don't know was her goal to crash and if so if it was to fuck darby up why save her at all like you had an easy kill right there just leave her she's dead so i had so i walked away from this with so many questions yeah so that she's kind of frazzled when they do the tracheotomy so like she couldn't put things together as much um i do want to go back (laughs) yeah sorry um i do want to go back to the original question i don't think the helmet was intended for Darby, even though I do agree with what Luke just said, the longer this goes on, I'm getting the feeling the killer is trying to play a game with Darby. Darby is there to investigate and be the black to the killer's mm. white, you know, because we had Eva said, yeah, I walked into the office this morning in that very obscure piece of technology that could have tracked the hacker through the pacemaker was already plugged in. The killer is just showing that he is steps ahead of yeah. them. And if there's mm. nobody investigate. Everybody else is hopeless without Darby. Darby, if the killer wants to kill her, he could have, I believe. Yes. And I think if he wants to, it'll be at the end. After everybody else he wants gone is gone. All that tracks. I'm good with all that. Yeah, Yeah. agree. I also want to say that means the killer may have just been a lunatic from back home that read her book and was like, oh, I'm going to play a game with this girl. Martin, he was reading the book on the plane. Martin reads. And that connects to the to the page that was open when at Bill's death scene. So like, what was that? Because remember that was, it had her book open to a random page. 
which it wasn't later. So I don't know. I, I do kind of like it being, I really like the idea of this majorly connecting to the white doe story because it, yeah. we already know the ending of the white doe story. Like what is it really doing besides characterizing bill in a way that I'm not going to lie. Like I like him a lot. I like bill a lot. And I think I even caught Alki saying after this episode, he did as well. But again, if it doesn't connect to the modern day storyline, we're kind of just wasting screen time that we could be using to flesh out the actual suspects. But yeah. Either way, I mean, this is all good theories and it is starting to like come together a little bit. Yeah. So before they crash, Sean starts giving information. So it was the car hacked and crashed because Sean started giving information. She was saying, you know, Darby starts asking these questions. Why the climate suits? Why this plate, the safe room at all type thing? And so she tells them, you know, uh, Andy thinks the apocalypse is coming earlier than 2050. Hundreds of thousands of people will die. Uh, that basically he's stealing all the money from the space program at Ronson Industries in order mm -hmm. and then funneling it somewhere else. But she doesn't know why. And then it crashes. It it's was really it was just their I, I don't want to say meta again, but like it seemed like they were just being like politically meta, like talking about like the state of everything. Mm -hmm. I like the idea that it's that Andy has some sort of noble cause of trying to save the world and like the earth is going to be uninhabitable in 20 years. And that's why he has these radiation suits, these bunkers, these machines, these AI machines that will be able to to build while humans are stuck inside because of the environment. So like that all can work. Mm -hmm. But then that makes Rohan and Bill bad, right? Why would they be stopping it when we already know that Bill is a very pro-environmental conscious person, right? So, and I feel Rohan falls into that category as well. So it really, it doesn't really make sense at why they would be at odds without an extra piece of information there. But, you know, it's a cool idea that this is a world that's going to be screwed by environmental crisis in like a decade. And like that, that is what put the pressure to make this show happen. Well, like the, the gathering. Also, why would they want to be anti-Andy's plan if this is the truth? Um, right. Bill Who would want to be anti-his plan? Yeah. Well, Bill might just oppose the AI dependence of it all, because clearly this plan revolves around Ronson's AI tech, whatever. And Rohan may not have wanted to just accept the fact that the apocalypse was going to happen and was inevitable. And Richie Rich just pulls everybody to the Arctic and saves a 1% of the population. Rohan, they establish he cares about the environment, et cetera, et cetera. He might be like, mm -hmm. no, nah, let's not just let the earth get to that point in the first place. Let's do something about it. Though I digress. Yeah. Devil's advocate. Yeah. Again. Different viewpoint of saving the environment. That could work as well as a motivation yeah. for mm -hmm. them. Okay. So we have that established. This is supposed to be a climate bunker. This is ridiculous. This whole driving scene, how fast Sean was going. I was so mm -hmm. upset about it, but they do crash. And then we get the flashback while Darby's just laying there unconscious. This was a pretty good one. It is them following up on the silver pin that was given to them by the survivor from last episode. And they do get confirmation at the morgue. They have, you know, the uh, excuse me, they are able to ID the victim. Uh, this chick, Sue, who was somebody else from the sleuthing Reddit mm -hmm. is there as well, helping them out. Um but then we go to the evidence bag and that's where we find the ring. And Darby has this suspicion. Hey, Bill, this could be the one. A killer's subsequent kills are always strangers and it's impossible to trace it back to him. But this could be his first and nine times out of ten, a serial killer's first kill is someone he knows that could mm -hmm. lead us to the kill killer. This is a huge breakthrough for them. 
And aside from that, we get kind of a relationship development scene, the whole storyline revolving around the hotel. And we know they're they're roughing it at this point in time. So it's them kind of fleecing their way into a hotel room to sleep in for the night. They get to swim in a pool. Um, Bill <laughs> drops the most on the nose line of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The psychics told my mom such and such. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you were talking about, Kathleen, when you texted us? Yes, that line. Okay, that's crazy. Okay, yeah. And then yeah, when the when the sneeze happened, I my head fell off. I was like, come <laughs> on, dude. <laughs> at the end, Bill's- it was. I, I feel like they didn't need to do Zoomer at the end, but I guess that's how Darby found it out. So she had mm-hmm. to have that same aha moment that we did. I don't know. Yeah. Is it a real so- thing or is this totally made up? A chew. I, 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 no, it I, seems legit. I didn't know there was a name for it, but people do like sneeze from the sun. Yeah, I, I do think it's legit. I was always told yeah. as a kid, if you got a sneeze and you can't get it out, you look yeah, right at the, the sunlight and it'll just like help you. I guess it could like makes you like muscle memory yeah. of like what a and sneeze if, would feel. I don't know. If I was the scientist who discovered that I would bend over backwards to make the acronym <laughs> a chew. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's why I thought it was made up. I was like, is that real or is that too perfect? Well, so you thought so, it was made yeah. up as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, That's very I, true. I need to just give some props to this relationship building once they're in the room. Uh, any other show, you know, when Bill denies Darby, they course corrected so well. And the reasoning behind him not wanting to hook up the first night being you know we're we're seeing we're hunting down all these like brutal cases of women being hurt by men i'm a man a man that's really intense for me and then like her apologizing first it was just like really beautiful i thought and really well done Mm -hmm. and i applaud them for that not sure their ages match up very well she may be underage but i I don't know that for a fact she's a senior isn't she is she like 18 and he's like i like i'm gonna pretend she's 18 she was also with holding that information low-key from Bill and the message boards, right? So I'm not sure how aware he is at the moment. Okay, I'm going to say she's at least 18, so it's not a weird thing like that. And if we get proven otherwise, then we'll take it from there, ladies and gentlemen. But she was also drinking. I I thought, I, I completely agree. I thought it was very sweet. Bill is clearly this like gentle guy who is very like... Mm-hmm. respecting of her boundaries and what's going on. He was like, listen, last night wasn't the night, but like, how you feeling now? Yeah. <laughs> and it <laughs> was today's just, the day. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really nice. He brings the coffee and the Coke, which is like she knew right then. It's like, oh, he forgives me. It's all good. Yeah. Like the funny yeah, it was very sweet. <laughs> so first of all, Bill's got Riz, dude. He's got game like I know he's oh, not oh, doing yeah. it on purpose, but he's just got natural charisma and he's he's just great. It makes me seeing this episode is the saddest I am that he's that he died in episode one sure. because like we really get no exposure to him in modern day and like how he's changed and grown because him and Darby were going to be electric again if they actually got to meet up in Iceland which is sad they didn't get a chance but I have to say this because I thought it was hilarious we're watching me and Dave and Alki are watching this last night uh this was my first watch so I'm just kind of taking it all in and like the morning after he rejects I don't want to say rejects her but kind of like says hold off yeah like they start hooking up like Dave the first thing Dave's like mm, first kiss morning breath like hell yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought the same thing I always think that in TV always you, can, you don't just wake up and just make out with somebody <laughs> brush your teeth first or something yeah insane coffee but coke get... and morning breath and titties I don't know if we want to cut that but <laughs> 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 
you know, we got him. So <laughs> yes. can't cut that. That's true. Very That's unexpected. True. I will say I did not see that coming. Yeah. I it's kind of it was TVMA in the beginning for sexual situations. I was like, buckle up. Oh wow. <laughs> but I, I said that. a bang, 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 and it bang. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Too true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So done with the flashback, right? All good there. Yep. One Sweet. question though. Oh, wait. How many I have something yeah, too? How you many scenes? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're 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 making good time. Uh, yeah, we are. Okay. We have yeah. one last thing. In like at the 40 end. minutes. You um, told me you were good. My only question for this is how many more scenes do you think we'll get as flashbacks before we're caught up to the modern or not modern day to the to the motel room that they get before they confront the killer? Like, do we think are we getting this every episode until the finale and there's going to be a reveal? Okay, that's just what I was. I'm probably thinking as well, because there needs to be this connection. It's also, though, if that ring is. The final silver item you know what i'm saying that does take that like the original flashback is them finding the first victim so i'm not sure how much can be left in the flashback to connect them from them finding the ring that belong to the person that will take them to the house that we saw in the first episode know what i mean you're right yeah no There's you're right that's why I asked. Happen. exactly yeah Listen. i don't know how they're gonna do it but i agree that is the cadence of the show mm-hmm. andy is the killer the ring is special because that's what they left at the body and he shot Bill. And then later in life, he created a hotel where the hotel key is rings. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm following. <laughs> no, yeah. but what I wanted to say, um, that was all stupid. But what I wanted to say was, I just think Darby's mom's going to play a bigger role here in general. Like, why aren't you looking for your mom? Why? I don't want to look for someone who, who left me, et cetera. I just think like, some of the stuff could be throwaway. I mean, I it, I think it's disguising itself as Bill wanting to get to know her more, which is good. Just like the, hey, do you want to have kids thing? It just, to me, it's like the only reason it's written dialogue is because it's going to come up later. So I think Darby's it, mom's going to play a point. I also want to say, I've been the one saying, let's not close the door on this supernatural stuff. Are we to put any weight in the fact that his mother's psychic correctly predicted he would have one kid with the woman he slept with once. I mean, that's a, it was a psychic. It's true. Dude. I want sci-fi so bad. You have no idea. Just show me something, yeah. make it I crazy. Know. I want it just because the OA was like that. And I, that's what I expect it. And it feels like that could, that could clean up so much if they make it a satisfying answer of how this is sci-fi connected. AI connected is essentially there. It's like modern day magic. Yeah. We don't really know what's happening. And that could work, but I I like what you're saying. Like the the psychic, there was that there was that comment a couple episodes ago about Darby, like feeling the ghosts of previous killed yeah victims. Like there's there's breadcrumbs if they decide to lean into it, but it, I feel like there's not enough yet, at least yet yet. Yeah. Mm. Just give me one NDA. Just do the movements one time <laughs> yeah. for us, please. <laughs> Just have Homer in the background. Just yeah. put them on for one episode. Or the robots. So I, I would take the, the dream is the the closing card of the finale is just the OA season three done. Yeah, right. That's the dream. I literally had the thought, what if OA last episode like awakens in Lee? And it's like, how did Dude, I get here? I'm in this yes. universe now. Yeah. Why not? Why not? That's that's the reason the OA is the best is because that's realistic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> Anything she's in, that will always be a thought I have. Oh, yep. love you, Britt. Great. Okay. So are we are 
Are we finally done with the flashback? We're good. We it? are okay. promise. Okay. Fantastic. So we have Sean dragging Darby's lazy buns literally from the car crash scene back to the hotel. Um, she's in and out of consciousness. So I guess the next scene is her being observed by Eva. The people in the room are Sean, Todd and Eva and Darby, of course. And Eva, we find out, is security officer slash doctor so i guess Mm -hmm. that makes sense why she was the one giving her the pills way back in episode one or two there was a question about that um but she is also the one giving observations she tries to give her more morphine which darby's like no and i i don't think you're supposed to give someone morphine if they are actively denying it even if they are in pain which she didn't seem to be in that bad of a pain so this whole scene is weird. Todd, Eva, and Sean are all kind of exchanging looks. Um, Andy does get pulled into the room, I guess, by Todd or whatever. And we are, um, excuse me, we are left with this situation where Sean has three minutes of oxygen oxygen left. This scene, I was on the edge of my seat. This yeah. was a great scene yes. for the episode. This was one of the best scenes of the entire show, I thought. And because I have no way of really truly eliminating suspects yet, like we keep talking, like in the first episode, I said, like Lee's 100% safe. Spoiler alert, she's like my number one suspect now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I want to use this scene as a way to do at least temporarily clear everybody in the room because we were mentioning the idea of like the hacking for the helmet didn't happen until they got back to the compound. So I don't see how the timing or the timeline works of whoever is hacking and murdering these people could have been in that room at the same time of, of having of hacked Sean's helmet. So for the time being, I'm just going to pick my number one suspect of, as somebody outside of this room because of that reason. But yeah, this was a masterful scene. I was cringing both times. I watched it. The idea of cutting your throat open, it, it fucking just makes my blood boil. I don't know what it is about it. And this was just, crazy and i to give to andy some credit he was pretty calm cool collected went through like three different plans of like let's you know drill into it let's smash it with a brick all right we have no choice like i kind of like i respected that piece of it from andy and i was really watching the second time to see if there were any indications on andy's face of it being a surprise that it got locked because if there was any way like i feel like he would have shown some sort of signs but it really looked like he was shocked that the helmet got stuck and i know that's easy to just say He's not a suspect, but right now he he drops on my list of suspects. Everybody in this room does. My thing was, how are they doing a tracheotomy on this like billion dollar suit? How are they cutting through to her neck? And what is the helmet sealed on if not the suit itself? And if you can cut a hole in the suit, how can that not get through the helmet? You know what I mean? I'm like, is the helmet sealed to her throat? I'm I was just. How does that it work? Might, you know it might I mean? be in an effort to be able to like breathe underwater temporarily. I don't know. Or in space. Yeah. That's kind of what they were hinting at. Then it kind of has to be segregated by those different pieces, like sealed in different areas. I think in general, I was just confused why she was running out of air. Like it, it got sealed, meaning like it, no option was getting through. I, the hack, I guess. I, I think I was a little confused on the suit and felt a little plot holy that they could just cut through the, that suit. That should be like ironclad, just like the helmet itself. You know what I mean? But that's okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm... Uh, spoiler alert for me. Um, since Ray wasn't in this episode at all, notably, I think mm-hmm. that 
Todd is probably my biggest suspect now. If it's like not that. Ray, I think he's using Ray. Um, I've seen that like maybe Zoomer's VR headset was hacked and and Zoomer went and stabbed um the morphine into Bill without knowing like what he was doing or certain things like this. So I, I, my I think Todd is my main one, and then using Ray somehow and using the AI. And- Wait, that's a good theory. So you like he he was Zoomer would have been using the a the augmented reality and like seeing yeah. what we saw um Darby see like doesn't know and he's just following the crown and just I kind of like that idea. That works. Again, I mean the uh, the morphine, the literal morphine that they were using on Darby that stick was in that room. So Bill would have had to like yeah. steal that from the med bay right. to, in order to use it. But whoever stole it from the med bay is obviously the same person that stole the the pacemaker hack thing in the med bay too. So yes. they have they have ring access to multiple rooms that they probably that would that's leading me to believe again maybe it's not Todd. one of these guests. Who knows? Yeah, Todd would definitely have access. Norman, Norman, I fucking don't like that guy. I hate that he just shut down the question when they answered it basically by him not answering it. I don't know. Fuck Norman. <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I guess this is kind of a good time to bring up my working theory that Andy is using Zoomer kind of as his not guinea pig, but first trial in humans of like AI being integrated mm-hmm. literally in your mind, which I, like I think would kind of connect the dots of the theory. You were just saying, you know, maybe Todd hacked Ray to hack Zoomer's helmet to stab the morphine, take out the middleman and just say Zoomer got hacked, the AI in his brain. Uh, yeah. It was a weird thing that Sean said that said when Lee got pregnant, he was only interested in family. And then instead of saying family is his life now, he said, or rather Sean said Zoomer is his life. True. Now. I like that. So I think like Zoomer is a project for him. And the other part of this is that if he's been doing that much work with or even to Zoomer, he would have to have run a blood sample and found out that he is not his biological father. That's right. true. I'm I'm not sure if Andy is aware of that, because even if my AI theory is wrong, I feel like he's rich enough that he would be like, yeah, let's run a blood sample on this kid, make sure everything's hunky-dory here. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Zoomer is an interesting piece. He is going to be the piece, I'm thinking. Yeah. The more we get into this show. (laughs) The one piece. Could be, could be. Oda, take notes. Darby woke up. I actually adored the scene when Darby wakes up and Zoomer's like checking her ad. She's like, get off me. (laughs) It was like playful and cute. Like, I like that those two are like buddies. She's like, what? Get, get. Get yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that he just keeps showing up, we actually opened the episode on Zoomer as well, like kind of going to the bunker he's crying over lee's shoulder he's definitely the key for sure Mm -hmm. and you said the lee thing too like i know zoomer was the second wake up because lee wakes her up which yeah yeah yeah. feels relevant she's just like checking on her and to like go back to sleep did any did we take anything else from that scene besides the idea that lee is monitoring darby's status She also said she was going to do it a bunch and then she just did it once and then Zoomer was the next thing we see. So I no, yeah. Lee's just weird. I can't put my finger on it, but everything about her is sus. I agree and I hate it because yeah. I, I I declared her as safe in episode one. So she said, well, that was you declaring Britt Marling as safe. Not <laughs> yeah, Lee. Let's true. be honest. That's here. very true. 
I need a big Lee episode, like an entire episode dedicated to Britt Marling. I need that in order because there's no way she would just write the show and cast herself as a character that's barely in it. You know what I mean? That seems like an episode six kind of thing. Like, I, I yeah. believe we're going to have yeah. another very plot heavy build up episode. And then s- that might be the penultimate of like the explanation of how Lee and Andy and Zoomer fit into all this bill stuff. That's yeah. kind of how I see it going in my head. But who knows? You can't predict the minds of Zal and Britt. So Agreed. I want episode five to be the Lume episode. If we Me have too, to flesh dude. out one of the other guests, I between agree. her, David, Oliver and Martin Lume. And totally. Ziba, but yes. Yeah. Ziba, sorry, Ziba. Haven't oh, seen I like her Ziba in too. days. Yeah, a little forgetful <laughs> recently. Ziba's still wonder, a girl. I wonder how many, how long Darby actually was out for. Because Zoomer's like, I don't know, shrugs it off and Darby asks. So I think that's relevant, how long she's I been agree. out. Yeah, yeah. we're going to find out. Too. Yeah. All right. Good to move on to All final right. predictions. Yes, let's do it. do it. I think me and Luke already did our... Uh, suspicious who's the killer one I said Todd he said I said Lee Um, and then let's also give another safe one and I I also hinted at my answer of this early in the episode I'm clearing Sean because I don't think she's crazy enough to stab herself in the neck or be a part of a plan to do that if anything I think her involvement is something to do with loving Andy so that's where I'm at with Sean Uh, who would you say is 100% yeah go ahead actually back to discussion stuff like Sean, Todd, and Eva would all have to be like uh, accomplices to whoever the main hacker is. If Sean is agreed, you know, what yeah, I'm co-conspirators. Saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. So, go, yeah. Kathleen, who's your safe? I'm gonna say my safe is. I'm gonna say Zeba again. It feels like a Ziba. safe choice, but mm-hmm. I'm just sticking with Zeba. So you have. This is your first guess where you don't think Ray is the killer and you transition to Todd. So worth noting. Well, technically, I said Todd's using Ray and AI in order to do so. But I think at one point I said Ray's going to gain sentience and be and get a body. So you did. You said he's the is, actual mastermind. And doing all yes. Of this, so. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, yeah, I did say that he may just be like a human being talking on a mic somewhere. But anyway, go ahead, Brian. Okay. I'm going to say, ah, oh, damn. Um, I want to change it. I don't think David is going to be my, my suspect anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm inclined to say Lee, but yeah. I want to be opposite. So I'm going to say Oliver, because I do think that he is probably the most capable hacker, coder, whatever of everybody. Like, I don't know. I'm suspicious of him. And I think okay. his little robot ants are going to be more important. They also had a shot highlighting the flyover of the hole that they were mm-hmm. currently constructing. So I think something is going on there. And whatever Andy's grand scheme is, Oliver is more privy to it than the rest of the guests. And he could leverage that closeness to Andy to be the victim, but kind of fly under the radar. So that Oliver, is giving me um like the hundred bunker vibes, like to to live out humanity if the surface like it because it was like a deep in in the ground yeah. kind of thing. That's what I'm guessing, but yeah, I do think totally. that's there's gonna be some answer. What the hell's going mm-hmm. on out there? Yeah. And then my I'm going to say they are innocent. It's not David. I think he's just like the stereotypical <laughs> a-hole of the group. Now, come on. This is, yeah, yeah. It's on. funny because you said David for the first two was the killer. Oh, and was safe. This is the first time oh, I was taking yeah. it like serious, serious. <laughs> I like it. I it's, like it. Oliver's, it's like, Oliver's first guess. So. Yeah, it's still a diss. 
giving him the safe one. And we're like, he's not even cool enough to be the killer. That yeah, fucking David. Of course. <laughs> no, no, he's not capable. He had like a panic attack the second they went into the panic room. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, but that's it, man. Another episode in the books. Yeah, this was good a good one. one. I, ha- I had a lot of fun talking that one out. Um, that is going to be a wrap on our episode four coverage. If you like what you heard, give Benchtown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BenchtownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Once again, we are Benchtown TV. And thanks for listening. Whoop, whoop. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.